what is up what is happening how are all the things welcome back to shades of strong where we ain't never scared to talk about all the things that shape make and sometimes break the strong black woman it's your girl Cheryl, and i'm back with episode three of seven and the not your superwoman mini series so let me give you guys just a small recap in episode one that was titled you are the most important person in your life we talked about the importance of making yourself priority in your life and giving yourself permission to do things different in episode two titled strong black women feel things too we talked about how our smiles often hide how we're feeling and how we can move past that space or move from that space of suppressing our feelings to a space where we allow ourselves to feel and fully experience them. That leads us right into today's episode, episode three, where we are talking about balancing strength and vulnerability. Does that word vulnerable scare you? (laughs) It used to scare me just a little bit, but yeah, we're going to get into that in a minute. So in the meantime, you can join the conversation on your favorite social media platform with just a quick follow with Shades of Strong everywhere. And you could win some cool merchandise, some cool Not Your Superwoman merchandise when you engage with us with a comment, a DM, a vo- or a voice message on our website at shadesofstrong.com. So yeah. Oh, first of all, Happy New Year. <laughs> We are now six days into 2021. Y'all, we made it. We made it. So yeah, Happy New Year for those of you guys who may still be feeling some uneasiness, haven't been able to find your peace and all of that. You know, I know we all have days like that. I just want to encourage you, let you know that God sees you, He hears you, and that He cares about the things that all right so yeah happy 2021 i wish you a year of prosperity and peace peace above everything else because we need it so yeah anyway y'all let's get into it like i was saying i'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all back in the day (laughs) not even back in the day a few years ago the word vulnerable used to seriously cringe me out And it did because I had this huge misconception that being vulnerable meant crying my eyes out or just laying laying on somebody's shoulder, crying and pouring my heart out to them. Or it meant that I had to let people all up in my business or that I had to live my life like a damsel in distress. And if you know me, y'all know I don't get down like that. Just from listening to this podcast, Y'all know I don't get down like that. That's just not how I live my life. It's not who I am. It's not what I do. So anytime I heard, anytime somebody was like, oh, you just need to be more vulnerable. You need to open up more. You need to do this. You need to do that. Uh, Oh my gosh, it was just so cringy to me. But now that I've done my work (laughs) and I've done some growing and, you know, I've searched myself and I examined myself, you know, I know that that is not what being vulnerable is about. And so before we talk about what being vulnerable is and how being strong and being vulnerable and how being strong 
and being vulnerable <laughs> go together like greens and cornbread. <laughs> yes, I said like greens and cornbread. My southern, my southern people would totally get that. But anyway, before we talk about being about what being vulnerable is and how being strong and being vulnerable go together like greens and cornbread, let's talk about what being vulnerable is not. And so it's none of those things that I just mentioned. It's not about weeping and wailing and pouring your heart out to anybody who will listen, to anybody who will listen, anybody who will listen. It's not about wearing your heart on your sleeve or sharing every detail of your life with, with your significant other. Or it's not about sharing private, pri- private parts of your life with anybody who will listen. And it's most certainly not acting like you need to be rescued from your life. That is not what being vulnerable is about. And so that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. We're going to be talking about what it really is and what what vulnerability really looks like. In a nutshell, it's about being strong enough to tell yourself and others that I don't got this that I need help. It's about being strong enough to say, I want, or maybe even, (laughs) I need a man to hold me. It's about being strong enough to say, my heart is broken in a million pieces and I have no idea how to start putting it back together. In essence, being being vulnerable is about giving voice to your feelings and your emotions. It's about giving voice to the things that keep you up at night. It's about giving voice to how you really feel on the inside. And that's my friend does indeed require some level of sharing. But here's the beauty of it. You get to decide how much or how little you share because you can be presenting your vulnerability and still withholding pieces of yourself that you're not quite ready to share with the world. And I think that's where that's where the problem lies with us. We like most of us do believe that in order to be vulnerable, that I've got to be sharing all of my stuff, you know, with people, but you don't. You get to decide how much or how little you want to share. You can be vulnerable and still maintain some privacy in your life. So here's a million dollar question, y'all. Why? <laughs> Why is it so hard for us to put ourselves out there? Why is it so hard for us to get emotionally naked without feeling guilty about it or without being ashamed, you know, that we did it? Like, why is it so freaking hard for us to be vulnerable? I think one of the primary reasons is because we exist, is because we are a part of a culture that stigmatizes being vulnerable. So as Black women, we avoid it because we long to be accepted by, air quotes, the culture, or because we don't want to feel inadequate, inadequate in our familiar circles. And another reason is because being emotionally naked comes with risk. When you decide that you are going to embrace your emotional honesty, 
not only do you risk opening up old wounds, you are actually opening yourself up to the possibility of creating new ones. You are opening yourself up to the possibility of being hurt again. So sometimes we avoid being being vulnerable. Being vulnerable. I struggle with that word, y'all. Please don't judge me. <laughs> so sometimes we, we avoid being vulnerable because of those things. And sometimes, you know, we're just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to open up the old wounds. I, I need to be accepted by my need to be accepted by my culture. Although we don't we don't verbally say those things, but we're feeling them and we're thinking them. And so those things will keep us from really being open and honest about how we're feeling, about how we're feeling. And here's a big if I'm vulnerable. If I give voice to what I am feeling, what if he or she leaves? What if they don't want to be around me anymore? What if my feelings are not reciprocated? Like, that's scary. It is really scary. So those things will keep us from being open and honest about how we're feeling as well. That's my idea. It's just the tip of the iceberg. Because when you give in to vulnerability, you also risk being labeled some of the things that we as Black women absolutely despise being labeled as. Confrontational, angry, divisive. You risk being labeled those things because being vulnerable is also about being strong enough to stand up for what you believe in. It's about having the courage to call people out when they cross lines that make you feel uncomfortable. It's about having the courage to say, Mom, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have children. Dad, I don't want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or whatever. Again, being vulnerable is about giving voice to how you really feel. And that is scary AF. <laughs> It really is. And here's the deal. All the risks involved in embracing your vulnerability (laughs) are very real. And your feelings about those risks are valid. But they are also rooted in fear. And the only way to move past that fear is to address what's causing it. It's to figure out where the fear of being vulnerable is coming from. Remember in a previous episode when I mentioned how my mom in once with moments stripped me of my right to give voice to what I was really feeling. Was that her, was that her intention? Absolutely not. But because she forced me to suppress what because she forced me to suppress what I was feeling during a moment when my heart <laughs> was breaking, she led me to believe she made me feel like my feelings weren't valid. And even if they were, she made me feel like I had no right to give voice to them. And so I carried that behavior into my adult life. So here's my question. Could your fear of vulnerability be directly related to the relationships you've had with your parents or your friends when you were growing up? 
Maybe there was a time where you were giving voice to your feelings and you were sharing openly. And then one day when you started doing it, your friend was like, oh my gosh, what's wrong now? And you immediately shut down and you put up a wall because you felt like sharing wasn't safe. It wasn't as safe as you thought it was. And so from that day, that day forward, maybe you decided, you know what? I'm going to keep my stuff to myself. And so you built a wall to protect yourself because you were hurt by what he or she said to you. Maybe that's your story. It could also be the result of someone leaving when you expressed how, how you were really feeling. It, it could be because you were rejected or abandoned or labeled when you finally decided to give voice to what you were really feeling. Whatever the case may be, the truth is you did not just wake up one morning and decide that I don't want to feel or I don't want to express how I'm feeling. You will learn that behavior from someone or from some circumstance, and then you carried it from that moment. And so now it's time to start unlearning. And not only is it time to, to start unlearning, <laughs> it's also time to start unteaching what we've unintentionally taught our children. Because my children watched me. <laughs> they watched me not freely express an emotion. And so they learned it by watching me. And not only did they watch me, but just some of the things that, that I did with them. Because you know, as, as Black mothers, when I was growing up, there were just some things that you didn't ask your mom. Like if, if, you, if mom did something that, you know, upset you or hurt you or made you angry, you did not voice that to mom or that you didn't do that. And so as, as a child, as children in a lot of black households, it's not safe to give voice to your, your feelings and your emotions because black families don't typically do that. So it's also not only the time for us to unlearn, it's also time for us to unteach. And here's how we can begin to do that. Number one, begin to search yourself. Like I said, what's keeping you from going there? What's keeping you from giving voice to what you're really feeling? And also, what have you taught your child or your children about the feeling, about their feelings and about giving voice to their feelings and emotions? Do you leave the door open for them to say, Mom, when you said this, it made me feel that because? Is the door open for them to be able to say that to you? Or do you immediately say, is, is what I said and that's it and I don't want to hear anything else about it because if that's what you're saying you're telling them that whatever they're feeling is not valid and not only is it not valid you don't have a right to give voice to it so not only do we need to unlearn behavior that we picked up in childhood we also need to unteach things that we have indirectly taught our children so number one search yourself Number two, implement change. What is one thing that you can do today to start embracing your vulnerability? What is one thing you can do to start giving voice to your feelings and your emotions? What is one thing that you can do today to give your children permission to do the same? Because here's the deal, ladies and, and men, if you're listening. We want to raise a generation of children who are not afraid number one to speak up for themselves 
Number two, to speak up for injustices and unfairness. We want them to be able, we want them to have the courage to do that. But when we don't give them permission to do it inside of the home, they then feel like they don't have permission to do it outside of the home. Now, is there a right way and a respectful way to do it? Absolutely. So you want to give them permission to do it while also giving you the respect that you deserve. But respect does not require silence. Can we get that? Respect does not require silence, even in your workplace, when you don't want, when you don't want to be insubordinate. Not being insubordinate does not require silence. You can give voice to your emotions and to your feelings in the workplace while, while not being insubordinate. So silence doesn't require, I'm sorry, respect doesn't require silence and being subordinate does not require, um, does not require silence. I don't know why I went off on in that direction, but yeah, it needed to be said. <laughs> and so finally, I want to offer you a short script to help you jumpstart the process. When you're feeling, when you're feeling some type of way because of something someone said or did, get into the habit of saying, when you did this, it made me feel because. Or when you don't do this, it makes me feel because. And guess what? When you begin to do that, it gives the person on the receiving end permission to do the same. And before you know it, you're in a healthy, productive relationship with people who are important to you family, friends, or romantic. But here's the caveat. Remember that because I remember I mentioned in the script, when you do this, it makes me feel because. In more cases than not, that because is going to take you back to an unpleasant childhood memory. So these types of scripts, these types of words must be only be used with people you can trust with your stuff. Seriously, I'm gonna say that to say that again. These type of words can only be used with people you can trust with your stuff. Give voice to your feelings and your emotions, but always do it in a way that makes you feel safe and loved. Being vulnerable is not going to happen overnight. Being open and honest about what you're feeling, giving voice to your feelings and your emotions, these things are not going to happen overnight. But the more you do it, the more freely you'll be able to do it. So yeah, that's episode three. Strong Black women know that being strong is being vulnerable. Like I said, the two go together like cream and cornbread, y'all. <laughs> like for real, for real. You cannot have one without the other. And I know it's uncomfortable. I do. I know it's uncomfortable, but it can be done. And so like I said, just get into the habit of saying, when you did this, it made me feel because. Or when you didn't do this, it made me feel this because. Do that for yourself. Give your, give your children permission to do the same. And then we open up a world where people are, are giving voice 
to what they're feeling. No more suppressed emotion. And that's what we want for our children. That's what we want for the next generation. All right? All right, y'all. I'm out of here. Strong Black women know that being strong is being vulnerable. All right. That's episode three. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back next week with episode four. Talk soon, guys.